0: Be a part of the Fredericton Freeze Women's Basketball Team's $100 from 100 fundraising campaign. The Maritime Women's Basketball League team is seeking $100 from 100 businesses for their 2024 operating expenses. Email MWBA at outlook.com or frederictonfreeze.ca for details. It's a Fredericton treat on the north side and a proud supporter of the Late Scratches podcast, covering sports of all sorts in the Fredericton region. Dixie Lee has been serving our loyal customers for decades at 115 Gibson Street. Our staff is always ready to serve up your favorites at Dixie Lee for dine-in or takeout options. We know you have plenty of choices for food fuel, but we hope Dixie Lee is on your list. Call us at 455-8800 or better yet, come on in to Dixie Lee.
1: And welcome to Late Scratches, episode 10, where we cover local sports of all sorts. Uh, I'm Bill Gibson, joined once again by Brad Janes. Uh, Brad, we've got an extra little wire here and a computer set up, our very first remote guest this week.
2: It's going to be amazing. Technology is way beyond me, as you're aware, but uh, I'm glad you're always here just to say, no, no, don't touch that.
1: Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, don't don't touch that. Uh, just uh, just use your voice. That's all we need Can't to do. Not this. not your hands. Just That's your right. voice. Exactly. Uh, and our guest this week, uh, as promised last week, uh, all the way from the five Flyers of United Kingdom's elite ice hockey league. That's where he's currently coaching. And I say currently, uh, as his coaching career has taken him to, by my count, over a dozen countries and over two dozen teams. Uh, welcome to Tom Coolen.
2: Tom Coolin is, uh, in the house and, uh, close to the downtown Marysville studios, except coming to us live and direct from Scotland. So we're going to get to Cooley in a couple of minutes, but we have some, uh, some homework to take care of. Can't wait to get into the conversation with Tom.
1: Yeah, there's lots. Um... And where do you want to start? Red Wings as we usually sure. start?
2: Sure. Uh, honestly, the Red Wings played on Sunday against Pictou County, a non-traditional rival, and uh, came in on a two-game win streak. And one of the top five games I've called uh, since I've been with the Red Wings for five years, uh, Fredericton won 2 one uh, Nathan Casey, uh, who Tom Gulen coached his dad uh, years ago, um, scored the winning goal late in the third, 51 39 shots on goal uh, in favor of Picto. So that meant that Maverick Welk was, uh, was very good in the Fredericton net, won his first game at home, and was also named to the East Link North uh, All Star team for the week, along with Alex Rude. Uh, and Manic Uh so three Red Wings uh, earned uh, Player of the Week honors uh, on the on the North Division. So it's nice to see the Red Wings with uh, three straight now going into Thursday night's game against Edmonston.
1: Yeah, and I think that would be his second win at home. He won on the Thursday. Oh, that's right. Sorry, had, that's right. The, the game that missed. And exactly. it was, it it was is very much the opposite of a 2-1 game, but yeah. the 8-4 game... Highly entertaining as well, and uh, you know, good to see Welk uh, back on the, the winning side there. Yeah, his
2: numbers are certainly climbing. They brought him in for a reason. Uh, he was with the Moncton Wildcats, and uh, hey, you have to get acclimatized too, right? It's uh, You've been with uh, one program, and then you're coming new teammates, new rinks, new shooters. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to see, and they're, they're the players that are uh, expected to produce are producing the Thompson, Saracens, Melikovs, and Alex Rude getting hot again.
1: Yeah, so great Great to see them playing well. They're home this Thursday. Uh, I'm in for you for that one, you I are. think. Uh, and then they're at Grand Falls on Friday.
2: A couple of big back-to-backers, and uh, Fredericton in a playoff spot now, and I think this time last week uh, they were hanging precariously, but now uh, fourth in the north. So, uh,
1: and, and all those teams will be short. Um, a few players, based on this tournament's going on in Ontario.
2: Yeah, the Eastern Canada Challenge Cup, uh, Junior A. So there's teams from... Uh, Across, as you said, and as as the name sends, uh, two teams, the Maritime North and Maritime South. So most teams have four players, uh, key players, missing from the lineup. So a lot of affiliate players getting their first taste of uh, Junior A action.
1: And the Wings themselves announced a big tournament on the Thursday game that I was there for coming up this spring. I forget the name of it, and I didn't write it down, but uh, yeah, age class tournament right. uh, coming up in early April. So a lot, lot's going on there. Uh, might as well stay in the same rink, St. Thomas Women's Hockey. Uh, split on the road, um, they uh, lost at Moncton, uh, 1-0 on the Sunday. Moncton seems to just be hunting everybody at the top of the conference, don't That's they? That's right, they, absolutely. They beat UNB twice, Giant uh, beat, beat Stu. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Stu Women, I think, sit in fourth place, just a point back of the two teams ahead of them in second. Two big home games coming up this weekend, Mount Allison should be very winnable for them on Friday night, and then a rebatch with Moncton on Sunday afternoon, and and uh, I know that's one of my picks of the games to get to for folks in the Fredericton area this week is that Sunday afternoon game against Moncton. Um, coming off a 1-0, 1-0 game, rematch a week later, what more do you want?
2: Uh, that's right. And it's uh, Moncton's interesting. It's uh, just one of those teams that seems to have some numbers for, the, for both Fredericton teams. So uh, Les Aigles Bleus come to town on Sunday, and it's one of Gibby's picks. Go out and see it. Uh,
1: absolutely. Um, UNB women's hockey, they only had one game on the road. They won uh, at SMU. Uh, Sorry, they're at SMU and at X this Saturday and Sunday. They're 10-2. and They're only two losses to to UDM, and uh, they're up four points on X. Uh, So, yeah, exciting times here in the local women's hockey. And uh, winding
2: down, too, right, as we get into uh, getting ready for that Christmas break. There's so much build-up, build-up, games, 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 and then wham, you you sit idle for a while. So uh, these games, do you want to win those going into that break and have that momentum carrying forward into 2024?
1: Yeah, and staying at the Aiken Center, UNB men remain perfect, 12 and 0, 65 goals for, 19 goals against. Uh, I know we know our guest has coach, coached uh, that that uh, that the group as well, that team, um, several years yes. ago. Yep, yeah, for sure. Um, also coached Acadia, as I understand things as well. They're here this weekend on uh, on Friday against UNB, uh, Saint Mary's on Saturday. So UNB's already nine points up on second place X, like.
2: Well, even down in X in a tough place to, to win, but if UMB has that type of team, you might see them down 2-1, 3-1, one, one, and you're just waiting for that goal to get them within one, and then the uh, the Reds just seem to power past teams. So Gardner-McDougall has them going. You don't want to peak in November, that's for sure, but uh, this program, we've talked about it a lot. It just continues to excel.
1: Yeah, just, uh, just incredible. And the, on- the only other hockey note that I have uh, this week, uh, NB Southern Senior Hockey League, Tri-County Express at Grand Lake, On Saturday, 7:30 Minnow Centennial Arena.
2: Coolie, you Uh, might want to come home for that one. Big senior tilt.
1: I think so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean senior hockey on Saturday night in Minnow? Like uh, there's oh no, boy. there's no ice on the road. <laughs> that's like, right. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's a night out if I've ever seen it. That, oh, that is tough a
2: tough barn to classic. squeeze in. Yeah. It's one I of the few. Ter- I
3: can <laughs> see Nick Terrio in there banging guys with sticks all over the place.
2: <laughs> it's one of the few arenas I've ever been in when you're waiting for a face-off and your rear end is up against the boards on the hash marks. It's like, Hey, I usually have a little bit more space. So the friendly and tight <laughs> confines indeed of the Minto Centennial Arena. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so that's. Uh, I've never been in the Minto arena. You're
2: missing a lot, Cooley.
3: I think I may have to make a make a, a trip there.
1: Oh, for sure, you yeah. have to make it make a trip there if you've not been in the Minto yes. arena.
3: Oh boy,
2: <laughs> <laughs> look forward to seeing you I, there.
1: I'm surprised we found an arena that he hasn't <laughs> yeah, been that's in. That's
2: true, or coached <laughs> in. Yeah, that's a yeah, good point. No that's a good point. We'll, no we'll get to that.
1: <laughs> um, so let let's flip we over. Um, let's talk a little bit of volleyball. to women two and O I uh, Pardon me, two and two now. Um, one at home here on Sunday versus Crandall. That was a game I'm at. They're on the road this week. Dal C and St Anne Stu men's volleyball are two and one. Uh, lost at UNBSJ and then defeated Crandall. Uh, Crandall new to the circuit this year. Picked up their first set win though against Stu. So get to call a little bit of history on Sunday there afternoon. Crandall's first uh, first set win. So that was uh, that was okay. Uh, Stu men are at St Anne for two this weekend. So long trip down to Church Point um, for for them uh unb volleyball women are four and one in the conference home to acadia on the 17th and 18th that's uh friday saturday um men's volleyball two and four in their conference they play in the quebec league uh, and they host shorebrook on the 17th and 18th again at the at the curry center so that's the local volleyball um, news yeah
2: Lots of basketball. You were at the LB gym, I think, all weekend. I uh, was
1: at the LB gym all weekend. I was actually at the Curry Center on Friday to watch UNB uh, women and men defeat UPI. Um, women won twice in the weekend against UPI, and the men split, so the men lost the Saturday game. Uh, did you take in any of that?
2: I did not. Uh, where was I on the weekend? I'm just starting to lose track of everything. Didn't uh, get an opportunity to see that, but uh, certainly 6-0 and and had a good uh, little chat with Erin McAleenan last week, and she's she has that team rolling.
1: Yeah, I wasn't going to mention this, but the uh, Curry Centre had something briefly on Friday night that it doesn't often have. Tell me. Atmosphere. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there, there, it's, there, It is a quiet barn. There There's were no some doubt. students yeah. uh, that were making some noise. Nice to see. Um, and it was nice to see for everything right. that the Curry Centre has. It's a pretty, uh, passive place. I can't imagine when I, you look around at the other schools and other home gyms, that there's a more friendly road facility than mm-hmm. the Curry center. True. Arcadia is a tough
2: place to play in. X can be tough on, on the, on the basketball side. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, UNB it's, uh, it's quiet. It's polite. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's polite. You get, yeah. you
1: get the piped in hockey music, right. full, full throttle. Um, for most of the time but, but it was great to see but the numbers the are good like the, 700 and some the, fans the, the, the numbers are uh, good and, that's and, great and, and, and oh, I'm only talking about this because mm-hmm. the fans were into it right. with th- that small group of students that were in Making Noise the rest of the fans joined right in they were doing the Hey Na 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 song at the end I don't know it's send uh, send UPI away um on the Friday night that's good uh, I'm not sure how it was on the Saturday but it was you know that was uh that was great to see not the Cameron crazies yet no not certainly not the Cameron crazies but yeah it was good to see and not that I want anybody to in, in, be impolite or inhospitable but it's great to see a little bit of atmosphere at those games I remember going as a student to the pit to watch unB and we'd be sitting in the front row and giving anybody the gears that we could give the gears but you know without there being, is an art to it there's an art to yes. without being mean in a in yeah. a in a you know in a, in that way. Um Stu uh basketball men 4 and 1 they beat Mount A. Uh, they don't play this weekend. Stu uh the women lost to Mount A that drops them to 1 and 4. Uh so tough start to their season, but uh, they're young, they're they're building uh for sure and all they have to do is get into that tournament at the end and you know they think they can do that and then and then potentially make a run and lots of season left. Uh, to improve on on that mark, other big news out of the women's side: UNBSJ picks up a win.
2: They did. Uh, it's been a while since the SeaWolves have uh, fist pumped a victory, it, and I've said all along, haven't uh, I, that that program has to be good to. Uh, I think that it makes the league better. Um, I think they're a long way from from competing in terms of uh, you know a title, but uh, you have to start somewhere.
1: Right? It, it's been at least two full seasons. Easily. They were eighteen and zero the last, or zero and eighteen, 0 and 18. the last, the last right. two. Yeah years. So to finally pick up a win there the a slog. You know, Yeah. Kudos to them. They beat, they beat Crandall, um, by three, other, uh, by three other, other basketball, there's a little bit of basketball tonight. I'm sure most people won't be watching this before that, but high school is starting FHS with their alumni games tonight, uh, in basketball. I know we've had a smattering of games played at the high school level already. The Miramichi tournament that sort of kicks things off uh, is this weekend as well. Uh, other things I have written down, uh, football, um, high school football, Riverview won the 12 man title over, uh, FHS. I think you found a score 69. for that. 69. So not a high scoring affair. And the Red Bombers uh, defeated Dow in what you told me looked like it would have been a great game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Tight game at uh, at UNB, and, and that league, is it's a lot of fun to watch, the Atlantic League. Uh, there's not enough teams. There's only three teams, and of course, UNB doesn't play at the uh, U-Sport level, but uh, they get good crowds there, and it's um, it's a good brand of football. And, and the final was was tight as well against Dow, so good. Uh, uh, Congratulations to the crew that runs that because it's, it's a lot of work to put on a football game. It's a lot of work to travel as well. Uh, but they were home and uh, let the party begin at home.
1: Uh, absolutely, uh, for sure. So that's that's the rundown. Anything else you have in your copious notes?
2: No, I think that's pretty good. It's uh, Now that we're, you know, we're all excited to have uh, Tom Coolin as our guest all the way from Scotland and uh, we'll get right into it with uh, Cooley, who I've known a long time. I was thinking uh, you were at Acadia, and I, that's where I'm going to lead. Tom Cooley is our guest. Uh, he's coaching uh, in Scotland with the Fife Flyers this year, one of his many stops. I, I if you ever, I know it's been taken, Cooley, but uh, a life in hockey—that would be your autobiography. But you landed in the American Hockey League uh, from Acadia, I believe. Um, tell me what prompted you to say, "Okay, I'm going to leave the security, maybe of uh, of university hockey, and, and try my luck at the pro ranks."
3: Well, I can tell you, <clears throat> Brad, yeah, it was uh, from Acadia that I went to uh, St. John and the Flames, and that's when we first met. And But, you know, it all goes, as in hockey, it's all about, uh, you know, it's a small world and connections and so on and so on. But I remember uh, sitting at uh, my wife's family cottage at, French Lake uh, not that far from uh, Fredericton Lakeville corner out there and had the I actually listened to the radio back then and uh, the uh, all of a sudden it said Pierre Page was the new coach of Calgary Flames and Pierre had been my uh, my uh, college coach at Dow. I played at Dow for uh, you know four years and Pierre was my college coach so I said, to, and he had congratulated me. He was with Quebec, or you know, he had been around in the NHL and so on. And he said, he so we had always kept in touch. And I said, uh, okay, fine. Uh, Pierre's just going in with uh, with Calgary, so I uh, sent him, called him up, and I uh, told him, hey, Pierre, I uh, you know, it's time. I wouldn't mind uh, getting. Uh, can you know move on uh into the uh nhl or the american league or something with uh you and doug riseborough was the coach or the general manager with calgary at the time so he said you know and he, uh, we had just won the national championship at acadia and so on a year or so before that so he said yeah great tommy and we were always good friends and so the next thing i know uh I was off to uh, St. John with the Flames, and just to uh, you know, I might be stupid, but I'm not that dumb. I didn't leave my job at Acadia. I uh, took a leave of absence. Leave of
2: absence, right? Yes. So,
3: you know, and I had at that time I had uh, been offered uh, a three year contract with by Doug Riseborough, and I said, "Well, <laughs> I just said at the time, why don't we just make it a one year contract?" And we'll go from there and see how it uh, it goes. So, at that, you know, during that year, which was a tremendous hockey year, um, I had the option to go back to Acadia at okay. the end. Okay,
2: that's how it works. So
3: I didn't leave. Yeah. And I
2: mean, and I mean you got to start with UNB as an assistant too. Were you just a, a young pup trying to? trying to find your way around and, and landed at UNB. Tell me how that, and that was way back in 82, 83. And I, I you know, it's funny yeah. you look at that roster, guys like Vaughn Porter and Mark Welton. Uh, Mike Kelly was yep. on that team. So uh, yep. Bill McDonald, who's still in Fredericton. Uh, what do you yep. remember about being an assistant and cutting your teeth oh, at Oh, boy, I
3: remember everything. <laughs> I remember everything. I had, uh, you know, I, I, you know, again, it started before that. I had been, uh, uh, you know, a player in the league and, and the AUS and all that stuff. And then I took a couple seasons. Well, I went off to uh, Newfoundland and I was an import with Gordy, living with Gordy Gallant in Machine the Machine Gun, in the Newfoundland Senior League. And Danny Flynn was there with us. And uh, anyway, we, so we were playing and played for a couple of years and had good seasons over there. And, you know, a lot of guys went over there to play. And, then, at being uh, having, I already graduated from uh, Dal with with a phys ed degree. I said, okay, what do I do now?" You know, that's kind of when it started for me. What do I do now? What am I gonna do? And then one day I said, "Gee, coaching might be fun." <laughs> And kind of uh, sound
2: like George Costanza there well I like sports I could be an announcer yeah, maybe
3: that's right that's right <laughs> I said hey coaching would be might be fun so I said wow why don't I really I didn't had no one I wasn't really speaking with anyone I just said gee that would be okay but how do I go about that and I always you know have an interest and had an interest in my academic pursuits. so I said uh gee, why don't I combine? Why don't I enroll in a master's degree in physical education and maybe, uh, get involved with the coaching at university of New Brunswick. So I contact, I got in touch with Donnie McAdam, who was the coach and, uh, I not really didn't really know Donnie much at that time, but he, you know, I knew he coached and he, he knew me, remembered me as a player. And, uh, we had some mutual uh friends so he invited me to to coach with him so there was myself uh jerry a guy named jerry uh jerry kelly who was mike kelly's brother who has since you know my, jerry passed away but uh and donnie and i so we started uh there and i spent the two seasons with unb but we had we were okay the first year but then things started to fall in sh- into place, and we all kind of had a hand in recruiting, uh, you know, and we happened to fought, find some players and so on. And all of a sudden, we had a, a very good team. And, so, you know, after they hadn't had any real success in a bunch of years, so then uh, as far as that, that UNB Red Devils team goes – Then still like uh, that
1: name. I do too.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I know. UNB red devils. That's the one I wish
1: UNB had have picked uh, from all of them. They threw them all out and had, I was there when the vote happened at UNB and I was sorely yep. disappointed by the outcome of Varsity Reds at the time. I thought that was an atrocious name. Still do right. think it was an atrocious name. <laughs> well, now they're not even the... Yes, Varsity's been They're
3: not even the Varsity Reds. No, just the Reds now.
2: Just all Reds. Are
3: they, they're not even the Varsity Reds. No, they're the Reds. they
1: just the Reds, which I, I like yeah. somewhat better. But, uh, yeah, I wish they'd have picked one mm-hmm. of those names
3: that was... And Devils... Right right um,
1: what might have been the you know the the top choice just something with well the... we
3: were the red devils then yeah and uh all i know is uh you know we ended up uh we played uh university of Moncton in the i think in the final at the aiken center and she was just jammed and we had like really good crowds and then so and it was the first time that they had won and it was really exciting it was really exciting and then we ended up we played played uh and this was my second year there then we played university of toronto so the way they did it those days it wasn't a tournament uh it way they were doing it this particular year anyway it wasn't a uh um a tournament at the end it was a uh, a team came in and you played them and so what happened? You uh, of University of Toronto came in. Is Tom Watt coaching that uh, team then, Cooley? And of course, Mike Keenan was the coach. Oh, at Keenan U of T. was. Okay. So uh, yeah, Mike Keenan was the team, and his longtime assistant, or uh, after that, Mike Polino was a co- was a player with them. And anyway, it was a. I guess it was supposed to go two zero to three. I think they came in, they won both games, but they were, they were battles. And uh, as Mike uh, had said later, that it was the – on their road, they won the national championship, but on the road to that championship, it was the toughest test for them at that time. Uh, Whether he was being nice, I don't know. But uh, bottom line is uh, it was a good – it was a real uh, remembrance. It was a point, you know, a time to remember. And a great – it was exciting player wise and in Fredericton, uh, you know, the, again, the rink was Aiken center was jammed and uh, it was a, you know, it was a novelty to have something like that. So away we went. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to think if the American league was actually in there at that time. Yeah. I think the Thinking express about, came oh, yes, in they 81,
2: were, 80, 81, yes, they, maybe even earlier. The
3: express were there. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. The express was there. And I remember one, one uh, one particular uh time moment that uh we played the express for some reason there, we thought we we'd play a little exhibition game well we had I think we stopped it midway through because suddenly there were a bunch of fights broke out <laughs> and our guys were fighting uh, the express who were i would say they were more uh most of them were a little more skilled in the fisticuffs than our team. It was the but, '80s, uh, bully Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah! It was the '80s. So there you go. I remember uh, uh, oh, Claude Julien was playing at the, played for the Express at the time. I brought that up to him too. One, I ran into him one time, and I brought it up to him about the if he remembered when the uh, when the we play, they played UNB and bunch of fights broke out and we called the game off and whatever we did but uh, he did remember but that was that's was one uh, point one time I one thing I remember about that but yeah they were there the Express yep. they were in town then so, so a lot of great you, hockey players came through there
1: oh yeah yeah if you, if you hadn't made the decision to go into coaching what would you have done yeah.
3: okay well I always uh, was interested in uh, um, well, I you know, I looked at what I already said to my what would I have done? Well, I think I would have I, I have taught school for I taught school for a bunch of years on. Parker's on, point. But and I think I would have continued to uh, pursue my you know, the in the education field. So I mean I dabbled in it when I was at a at Acadia. I always taught a few courses and UNB, as the coaches do. Some of them teach. You know, a lot of times they're just their activity courses in the phys ed department, or leadership courses, or something like that. So I, I always enjoyed that, and I have ventured off into the, you know, that academic stream, I guess you might say. And I I I I always enjoyed that. I think you work with people. Very, a lot of crossover there.
1: There, there is a lot, of, a lot well. of crossover. So I, I've enjoyed yeah. hearing the names that you've brought up here. There's been a lot that, uh, you know, have uh, certainly uh, hit home with me. Uh, and just to stay with the New Brunswick theme, uh, you've coached yep. teams in Fredericton, St. John, and Moncton. When someone says yep. New Brunswick hockey, what's the first thing that comes to your mind?
3: Well, when someone says New Brunswick hockey, I mean, who would jump at me as a player, player-wise, uh I have to always think of Mike Eagles. Mike Eagles is a guy. Mike was in Fredericton at that time. I mean, he's one guy that think. But boy, when I think back on New Brunswick hockey, I mean, first of all, if somebody said Newfoundland, or New Brunswick history of New Brunswick hockey, then I've got to turn it back a little bit more than just. Coaching in the American League and the Moncton Wildcats and the University of New Brunswick, I think back to when I played because I played in uh, the I played in the New Brunswick Senior League with the Saint John Warriors nice. and uh, Nuxie Nallen so and I, all the crew. Liz oh yeah, <laughs> Davey Nallen, uh, Normie Gima. Uh, you know, I go I look back Earl the Pearl Rice, uh, Gary Marsh. I think back to that initially because a lot of my friends, we left, we came up to New Brunswick from Nova Scotia, and we kind of filtered onto the various senior teams. But I can't help but think about the, you know, uh, some of the people, some of the guys I crossed sticks with, so to speak, and uh, a guy, you know, I think of, I mean, there's numerous people, but if I was to cross the border, the first guys I think about. Now I'll work my way north, but the first guys I think about would be, uh, you know, guys like Dale Turner and Moncton. who was a great player. I played against him in college. Uh, Gordy Gallant, who was just a showman and uh, what a and a wonderful person, a great friend of mine, and just a guy who scared the Jesus out of everybody <laughs> and could back it up. But Dor- Gordy Gallant was a great, great showman, and he is one uh, of the
2: few guys Harry Neal will not talk about that legendary oh, story in Minnesota. That. Yeah. Oh yeah,
3: uh, I got I got stories about that. Oh, I'm sure. I know I know the real story. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, was the line I heard, he went to the hotel room, started knocking on the door, and uh, when Harry opened it, he just started knocking on Harry. So a little bit of well, a dispute yeah. there, but that, I don't it want to. Never <laughs> came.
3: It never the story that uh, Gordy told me. I said, Gordy, what in the hell were you thinking? You know, I told you that we lived together for two seasons. So you can only imagine the stories I heard from Gordy. But I said, Gordy, what were you thinking? He said, he looked at me with those eyes and said, Tommy, the real story is this. And Gordy, one thing, he's a, he has, he's a, how would I put it? He doesn't think, if he thinks something's not correct or not fair, then he responds to that accordingly. And the one thing in Minnesota where he played was uh, there was Mike Walden. He was the star. Shaky. And Gordy was a very popular figure in, in uh, Minnesota. But the thing was, that Gord, as Gordy tells me, that they both came home. They were both late. And, and uh, Harry Neal put it this way. He said, Okay, Um, Walton, get to your room. They were playing the next day. Walton, get to your room, and Gordy, you go to your room, and you're not playing tomorrow. Then Gordy went up to his room, because I think Harry Neal was waiting for them in the lobby. Then Gordy went up his room, and then it registered. Hmm, Walton was late. He's going to play tomorrow. I was late, and uh, he uh, he what's his name told me not to play. So then he thought about it, and he said, "No, that's not right." And that's what Gordy told me started it off. And when I was in Buffalo, I'd go up into the press box, and uh, I'd see Harry Neal there all the time. He was there, and he was a really friendly guy, and he really didn't he didn't know who. He knew I was the uh, assistant coach at Buffalo there, but he didn't know me. And he'd always say hi and smile at me. And I always wanted to say, I never did because he's getting quite old. <laughs> Guess and who I my always roommate wanted to say, was. Hey, Harry, do you know why Rigordi really smacked you in the head that night? <laughs> but I never did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite curfew stories came from, I think it was the Habs of yesteryear. They yeah. uh, might have been Scotty Bowman, can't remember, I'm clouded now, but used to get the bellhop, whatever city they were in, to get autographs. He would have give him a stick, and he would get autographs of the players who come in after 2 o'clock. So <laughs> the next day, <laughs> the coach would go down, and there would be a stick autographed by six guys who come in past curfew, and that's how they always found out who broke curfew. But anyway, uh,
3: funny, a million funny. curfew
2: stories out there, that's for sure.
3: Oh, boy. <laughs> well, that's one of them, Gordy's one which is pretty good but then moving on if i could do so absolutely i just I interrupted look back you. up through new brunswick you know and you go to st john the guys that uh you know were senior hockey <coughs> luke bedard was another crazy bugger coach me in senior hockey cooley yes sir did he uh-huh. heaven forbid uh-huh. faked a bedard. heart attack
2: one night to get a timeout. i kid you not uh-huh. No. <laughs> yep, at the LBR. He did. Oh, oh yeah. I was I, concerned. I, I turned around. And Luke was down. And I was oh like, and, he, and he, when I was actually like, are you okay? He was winking at me. So the oh assistant coach God. took a timeout. Yeah. True story.
3: Insane. Insane. <laughs> well, that whole thing, uh, playing with Luke Bedard, the famous, you know, he would get, he and, uh, well, you must have heard Den- the name Dennis Henderson. Oh, yeah. And, and Dennis Henderson played for the Campbellton Tigers, and as it turned out, there were kind of two leagues. No, there there was one league, but it was the North and the South, and we had won the league in the South, Saint John Warriors, and we ended up playing Cam- Campbellton Tigers, and they had Sterling Loga, who was an excellent defenseman. Could, you know, could have played pro, any – probably did, could played pro anywhere. But then they had. Uh, Uh, then they had Dennis Henderson and they had uh, a bunch of, uh, I'll think of the names as we go here, but a bunch, you know, a really good team. And I remember the night they came into the, for the finals into St. John and we hosted the first couple of games and they beat us, but not before there was a giant bench clearing brawl. And with that bench clearing brawl, they had the pitchers going. There were 13 cops that went onto the ice to break it up. 13 cops had to go onto the ice at the LVR to break that, to break that up. And, uh, how was your view so from the, the bench?
2: Cooley, watching it all unfold.
3: And my, you weren't dangling with <laughs> my view. I was right in the middle of it, swinging it out with, uh, some big French guy by the, I forget who was their top scorer. And, uh, he, might, he was a, He was bigger than me, but I was out there, and I don't know if you remember Randy Kellogg screaming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Randy was our coach. He had been injured by uh, a guy earlier in the season, so he took over as the coach, and I just still remember him screaming at me to hit this guy. <laughs> so I said, huh, yeah, I'm not giving what to. And Yeah, yeah. Then I said, ah, oh, it just swung out of the guy, and away it went. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, but yeah. anyway – but as I move, but you know, you've got your great players out of Fredericton and, and uh, Dan, Danny Grant and Buster Harvey and moving up, you know, through the north. But that's what, when you ask me, when I think first of all about New Brunswick, but then the whole, you know, it certainly has changed with the coming of the Quebec League and the, and the, the St. John, uh, uh, you know, when the American League coming into Fredericton and St. John, I can't help but think about also, when I was – my my time in St. John with the Flames, how tough that Fredericton team was. They had and some bruisers on that them. Wide. We beat them in the, in the playoffs. But, my God, they had those crazy Robertis brothers. And Jerry Fleming was no slouch. And, you know, a number of other guys. But, uh, boy, they had a tough team. So, but anyway. It's, and I, and I uh, guess that's your, that, that's your yeah.
2: history. You were able to coach, play against them. Uh, you've seen the evolution of hockey uh, from yes. uh, under 18 to university to pro. Um, yeah. Major junior. Uh, you did return to UNB as a head coach for two years. Ended up yeah. down in Waco with the late, great David Kelly. I remember uh, that yes. when you were with the brought Wizards. brought him down, gave him
3: his first job. That's right. Absolutely. I beat him. And I brought him in first job that paid him He
2: was the I uh, forgot it That's right he was an assistant <laughs> with St John was David Kelly and, and many people know David who, who passed on a few years ago and was just the heart yeah. and soul of uh, of hockey in in St John and uh, yeah. yeah, an amazing person, that's that's for sure. And I remember that you brought him down there. He left the Flames as a kid, the Waco Wizards. And I think you guys all played in like old rodeo stadiums down there or some crazy Oh, thing. I got some great stories um, out of there. I'm sure. And then the yeah. Amarillo Gorillas, one of my favorite teams. Nick Terrio was on that team. I think you coached that I squad. I brought Nicky in. There you go. Yeah,
3: Nikki played. Yes, sir. So, oh, yeah. So there t- was a few, te- you know, I mean, I look, <laughs> I look at my whole uh, career. Here I am uh, you know, uh, at my age now. And, uh, I still enjoy it as much as I ever did. And
2: is that why you much. keep pursuing a Cooley? Because it's, it seems, you know, you were teaching at Barker's point one year and, you know, it's like, okay, maybe Cooley settling down and then staying in Fredericton and all that. And next thing you know, you're jet setting to, uh, Newfoundland for senior hockey. And then it's in Europe and, um, just the love of game has never left. Is that correct?
3: Well, I think, yeah, I think uh, as a, as a kid, I always loved sport to be involved. And I, you know, I played baseball all my life. I played football. I played, you know, college football and I, and I played college hockey. And I just, it was a big, big part of my life. And uh, I guess that's when I, where I felt the best. And then, as I said, one day a light went on and said, well, why don't you get into coaching? So, uh, I've continued to do it because it's always been, I, I, you know, it's somebody's What's your passion? And, you know, I love the game and to be able to work in your passion. Why wouldn't you, you know, why wouldn't you? That's well, how I look at it.
1: Of course. And I want to just hit on something there that you've, You mentioned that you've played in multiple sports. I know I look around at kids today, and kids are, from what to me seems like a shockingly young age, one-sport athletes. What's your thought on that? Is that good or bad,
3: or indifferent? Well, I just think, uh, you know, perhaps you could look at it that in this day of hockey, you know, how these kids... You know, it's a. I think the the players better now, and maybe that's there's a reason. Maybe the reason the player is you know, the has a higher level of skill now is because they stick kind of stick to one game. However, how many kids are gonna, you know, make it to the professional level? I think that definitely. Uh, I mean, I like what I did because I had a chance to to experience all kind, you know, all kinds of uh, different sports at a high level. So, for me, I would support what uh, to looking at various sports and playing at least two. You know, see, you know, maybe one year half, one year, you know, six months, six months or whatever it would be. But to play two games, I just think you need that rather than focus on one game all week, constantly. One game, one game. I think spread it around. I just think it's uh, gives you a different perspective, somewhat. on, you think, on all game on all games? Yeah. With that,
2: Cooley, do you think um, there's a, a general feeling that maybe uh, my son or my daughter is missing out if they're not uh, playing 11 months of the year, and, and, and you know the six other kids are getting ahead of my child? Is is that well? A bit I of a think syndrome? that's
3: probably the uh, the unfortunate uh, <laughs> viewpoint of of some. That they, are, that they are missing out on uh, something. And I think that's what – however, if I, uh, if I was to, to be told – if I'm a good player and I'm totally focused on hockey during my seven or eight months and I take two months off or three months off to become a golfer or become a, a, foot, a soccer player, and maybe not pursue it as hard as my hockey. Uh, I don't see. I don't think it hurts anybody at all. Matter of fact, it might be better because you get to take a break, and uh, you know, give yourself a mental holiday from that shit. So that's that's how I look at it.
1: Well, that hasn't worked for the Maple
3: Leafs. <laughs> you know what? That's funny. It's funny that uh, you guys. Uh, I don't really follow. Like, being over here, I don't follow the, you know, the weekend uh, pursuits of the Toronto Maple Leafs, except I will, except to the point that uh, one of my former players, Colin Greger, who was on our right. national championship at Acadia, his son uh, was the first star of the game the other night in uh, in Toronto, I guess it was.
2: That's right. Yeah, and I mean, that's the people you've met, right? A lot of their sons or daughters are going on to – it's amazing. That's just the natural evolution of all the contacts you've made I, and the hundreds of stops well, how, you've made.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, how about the other night? There was uh, – Drake Batherson was first star of the game, and uh, Noah – I think it's Noah uh, Gregor is first star of the game for the Leafs, and um, both of those got. I coach both their dads on a national championship team at Acadia. And they their boys. they their kids are 25 years later, 30 years later, uh, uh, being first star on hockey night in Canada. How, about, how do you beat that?
2: Well, it's, uh, and again, it's the connections and, and just following yeah. uh, what happens at the bloodlines. Fantastic. Tell me a little yeah. bit. Uh, you're in Scotland now in Kirkcaldy. Is that is it Kirkcaldy? Kirkcaldy, or? yes. Tell uh, Gibby and I and our listeners a little bit about where you are with the five flyers now.
3: Okay, great. Well, I'm here in uh, Scotland and in the, in the UK, the EIHL they call it. And um, uh, the league's really good. I mean, there are... The three or four, five top teams in the league are as good as any team, any of the teams I've seen all over Europe. Teams um, <clears> in <throat> Sheffield, Cardiff, B- Belfast are all, you know, good quality. Guilford, very good skating, like better level than the better level than uh, the East Coast League. I would say it's not a not far away from the american hockey League level uh you know which is a pretty pretty good level of play I mean the league's good and um it's uh challenging I mean that what happens when you've got you you're allowed fifteen imports you know you can fifteen imports uh, in a <clears throat> per team so it's uh but the travels uh, the travel is uh is not ideal. They don't have... There's one thing, you know, I've coached in Finland, Switzerland, Germany. They get it as far as the travel goes. Most of those leagues play a Friday night game and a Sunday. So you play... But here in England, I don't think they get it that... And maybe there's a reason, but they play a, let's say, a Saturday-Sunday. So I... And you normally, you're at home on a Saturday night, and then you're on the road on a Sunday, and that Sunday game could be uh, an eight-hour bus ride. Like, it's, it's tough, tough travel, tough travel. And uh, that's one thing I don't, I'm not jumping for joy about over here. But uh, as far as being here in Fife, where I am, this is the oldest professional team in uh, the U.K., and they they have uh, they started in 1938.
2: Still using the same oh, arena, is that correct?
3: And the arena is a barn. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's it's a it's a and it's a you know it's one of those places that great if it's your home and teams don't like to come in here. It's not that comfortable and so on. But uh, it's a good one to defend yourself in if you know what I mean. And so. That's where I am, but I like really like the town. Um, it's uh, right on the ocean. I've got a my apartment I look out to the have a view of the uh, they call it the I think the 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 Fourth of Firth or the Firth of Fourth. It's a big bay <laughs> uh, that opens into the North Sea. so I look over the ocean all day and the waves are crashing along the beach. It's beautiful, really. It's beautiful here. And your wife's with you now? What?
2: Your wife's with you now?
3: My wife is no, she's she left. Oh, she did leave. But she hold it. Well, she's with me here. (laughs) Right. And but she just went out (laughs) while we're doing this. So I thought you were gonna say something off record. Brad, I thought you were gonna say something off record. (laughs) Is your wife here?
2: Oh, no, but that's great. But this she's is a been- <laughs> clean this is a family show. We are not right. gonna do that. This isn't the right. family guy. Oh, right. cooley. You never oh, you never boy. cease to make so, me giggle, I'll tell you that.
3: Oh man. So yeah, I'll tell you. So I keep I'll tell you who I keep in touch with, Brad. Yep. While we're just chatting away here. You guys aren't asking me a question or two. I'll just I We well, don't I get a chance talk- to ask
2: you a question, Cooley. That's the problem. Well, I'll
3: keep quiet.
2: Talk a starving quiet. dog off a meat truck.
3: Okay, I'll be quiet. You ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. no, no, yeah, ahead. Ahead. no, I was just going to say, <laughs> I think back, you know, when I, uh, most when I, I run into Brad every now and then, but when I think back mostly, it was all the fun we had with the St. John Flames when you were doing your your work with them. And um, I still keep in touch with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jamie Druitt Jamie Druitt Jamie and yeah, I talk right. every year and he comes up to visit me once normally once a summer Right And uh Brian Pataffee. he's a stand-up uh,
2: comedian now Have you seen Steve his act He was
3: a stand-up comedian but he was
2: a stand-up comedian <laughs> back then too. First year was pretty funny but by the, the eighth year he heard the same joke, so you know hopefully he has some new material <laughs>
3: <laughs> Well I only stayed for one year that's so right. they were all <laughs> they were all bad good for yeah. me yeah. I only you know and I I, I Breaking up fights between he and Paul Baxter. So.
2: Well, uh, you weren't alone on that, that's for sure. No. Yeah, we no, could talk I know. a while about Baxter. Interesting character. Yeah. Once oh, charged yeah. his bar bill in a hotel to me. So I went down to complain that I didn't have any room service uh, drinks that yeah. night. And so I said, let me see the credit card. Back then you had to sign credit cards. And it, my name yep. was printed with an M, J-A-M-E-S. I said, well, first of all, I can sign my name and my last name is with an N, so it definitely wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, you know how to spell your own name, <laughs> I right think there. so. So I went up to his room and knocked on the door. I said, did you charge your bar bill to me last night? And he looked at me, you know, that those eyes and he just said, how'd yeah. you know that? He said, well, I figured it out. <laughs> anyway, yeah, some interesting characters.
3: Oh, that! Listen, I've heard. I remember recall that story, but I recall you were pretty pissed.
2: I uh, wasn't happy with that. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're working for the Irvings on an expense account, and you see a liquor bill. I'm going to say you didn't it. see the humor in. <laughs> no, did I failed to see the humor in. That. Much like Gordy Gallant.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's right. That's right. That's Let's a good one. On.
2: And Tom yeah. and I, too. Too, we did spend a lot of time because uh, meals. Uh, um, you know, going out for the odd uh, road drink and everything, just to to catch up on everything. So I certainly enjoyed my time with with Coach Cool and uh, during uh, his one year in the AHL.
1: So, Coach, you've you've coached in a whole lot of places, as we said off the top. What's been the most fun place you've coached?
3: Well, I know the most satisfying things, and I'll get to that. But uh, the most fun. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun here. It's just the uh, people are really nice. Uh, uh, it's, the people are really nice. I think you know I've had a lot of fun in a lot of places. Uh, where you know places I've enjoyed, places I've enjoyed. I've been, and I, I kind of like to think I've tried to find the, the enjoyment in every place. I mean I coached you know, my most interesting I, I remember coached in Den, I coached in Denmark. That was really nice in the north, all beaches, and uh, a place called Frederickshaven. I enjoy, really enjoyed uh, coaching in uh, – I coached in Helsinki with Bobby Francis. Okay. Bobby Francis and I coached in IFK Helsinki. Um, you know, Ted Nolan and I went on a, – had a tremendous run together and coaching in Latvia at the World Championships and the Olympics. And in the NHL, that was a, a wonderful uh, experience.
2: Then you know, Poland uh, with Noli, too, right?
3: And pardon me, and I also, and Poland was great. I really, and then I also cl- coached uh, two pro uh, teams in Poland, and I accept, I uh, really, really enjoyed my experience in Poland. One of the reasons I enjoyed in Poland, you could buy a beer for about a, about 75 cents. <laughs> You know, things were not as expensive. Can't you even leave a, a tip attack. for
2: 75 cents now.
3: But man, oh man, I know. I came home to Fredericton and the next thing I know I'm paying $7 <laughs> for a beer. Whereas back there I was paying up $1, let's say. And that really, uh, you know, it just uh, reinforced the fact how, how good I had it there. But anyway, I, I think, uh, you know, I've coached in a lot of places, great places. Of course, you know, in, uh, Switzerland was wonderful. Uh, Slovakia was great. Um,
2: What about the family support, just, Cooley? I mean, you've been, it's all over yeah. the map. I'm crazy odyssey. Uh, tell me a little bit about the support you have, uh, from your family that yeah. allows you to do this.
3: Well, it's been, uh, the first right out of St. You we'll, may remember when I, we went left Acadia and we went to, and I went to St. John. My wife and my kids came with me, and you know we had a place out the outside of uh, Saint John, uh, toward Fredericton there, and um, that was you know they were with me there. Then after that, we decided that the best while I was still doing this coaching thing, my wife's been a just a saint, and but also you know, I've looked, we've looked at it that, okay, wherever I've gone, they've always come with me. That's for certain po- They've always come and visited for a certain period of time. And, uh, so whether it was Switzerland, whether it was Finland, Denmark, Germ, uh, you know, Germany a second time when I coached there, Italy, they've always come. So I think it's been a, you know, a, a great experience for for the kids to come and visit all these places. And however, you know, it's been tough too. You're away a lot, but she, I think <laughs> when I've been home between my gigs, my wife will always kind of jokingly say, "When are you going to start to coach again?" <laughs> you know, after I sit sit around and not do as much work around the house as maybe I should, or I get a little restless. uh, so she she's been wonderful and she's not here right now. So she went out to <laughs> take something back. But uh all I know is my family have been great.
2: Which you need yeah. that support too, yeah, absolutely.
3: Well, oh, you have to have that support. I don't know. I don't know how you could carry continue with a a marriage or a real family life, but boy, my uh you know, this one of the reasons uh I did think I felt that this job was going to be great or good is that my uh, wife was able to come and visit me here for a a while, but also my daughter's in school in Ireland. So she's going to, she graduates this year. She's going to be a dentist and she finishes in uh, in, uh, May of this coming year. So I figured it would be great to, I'd be cl- really close to her. Uh, and uh, so that's been a, a nice thing already because I'm here close to her as opposed to being back in Fredericton. So, you know, it's just, uh, I guess, you a lifestyle or, you know, you choose to do something and you do it. Simple as that. And yeah, uh, it's, uh, my it, it... wife... Yeah, it,
1: it, It's it's absolutely amazing to have the, the family support and I, I don't know how you've done it living in all those places. I lived in PEI for a number of years and now you need a tow truck to get me out of New Brunswick. <laughs> Uh, yeah. as, it, as it sits right now, uh, haven't yeah. been very far beyond that. So uh, I understand there are people that are much more wor- worldly than I am, and I uh, certainly yeah. admire that and, and the, the family supports that's there. Well, you well,
2: would have fallback, hey? Eh? they a tour guide or a, yeah. you know, a yeah. travel well, agent.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean I could? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. Right. I've visited enough countries, I know enough about of of them. But I always had, you know, another side uh, for me. I always had a great interest in history. I always, uh, but I think when I, when I finished college, when I finished college, the, right out of college, I left and I went to Europe to play. And uh, I kind of got, I had never been out of Nova Scotia, basically. And then I went and, you know, went and traveled, played in Holland and with a couple, you know, with some uh, some guys I out of St. Uh, Mary's. I was at the time and uh, I just got a bug. I guess I got, uh, you know, got the bug then. And so then I had an opportunity to go back to Europe and coach after that St. John Flames year. So I said, well, I could go back to St. John's because the offer was there. I could go back to Acadia or I could take the road less traveled. And I took the road less traveled. That was uh, my my mind at that time. I said, uh, oh, well, I know this is. I might be able to come back to that someday. I'm definitely not going back to St. John, and you know why, Brad."
2: Uh yes.
3: You can so figure, I think. I can a, think of a lot of reasons w- not to go to St. John. <laughs> oh, easy, easy, uh, easy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ironically, yeah, well, Brad would know why I said hell with this. <laughs> That's
1: not, right. I'm one sure year of this
3: bullshit <laughs> yeah, stuff. I'm, I'm
1: right, sure yeah. there's more behind yeah, that. Yeah. There's an oh, interesting
2: there character. Is.
3: Yep. I said enough, yeah. I said enough's enough. And then, uh, so I chose to go to Germany and coach in the Elite League of Germany, which was, the, you know, as it turned out for me, that was a, a pretty good decision. So I did that for a few years, and then away we went. So, and by the way, you always, and you're the guy who always brings that Waco, Texas thing up to me.
2: <laughs> Can't but, help it.
3: And that's okay. But you know who ran that league at that time?
2: Oh, you've got me.
3: Okay. Well, there were two guys that ran the league, but the guy, one, the guy who ran the league uh, was Brad. It was Brad Treeleving, oh, wow. GM of Toronto, the Western
2: Professional Hockey League. If my memory
3: serves oh, yeah. correct. Wow. Oh yes, a guy uh, Brad Treeleving and uh, a guy named Rick kozeback, who was a longtime coach in the West. Okay. Oh yeah. And then
2: you were commissioner of the Southern Professional Hockey League, right? I was. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I was commissioner of the Southern of Professional Hockey League. And uh, I was down there in a place. I stayed in it. I lived in a place called Asheville, uh, North Carolina. But I decided basically that was okay, but I was still too interested in, in the coaching side. Right. The administration side was okay, but it was, wasn't. was
2: really Not as much like fun that. as X's and O's.
3: Not as much fun. Right. No. I enjoyed the, co- the the, coaching and the games more. So that was, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. But it was a still, it was a good experience to see all of the southern states. Like, I enjoyed that part of it.
2: So cool. cool you're was, in a league now yeah. um, that obviously had a, a horrible accident uh, a few weeks oh. ago. And this may be news to you because it's just, we're taping this on Tuesday afternoon. So Adam Johnson, who who died after neck injury, um, apparently a, person has been arrested. Uh, This just came across the wire, just seeing this now. A man has been arrested over the death of ice hockey player Adam Johnson, uh, who died after sustaining a serious injury during a match watched by thousands. But they're not naming... uh, the arrested person, they they just go into the story. So that's literally uh, just came across us right now. Get man man here. yeah, man arrested on suspicion of manslaughter after ice hockey player's neck. Well, I
3: can only – Well, you know the name that's involved right. with it, and it is it's a former uh, UNB NBA player, Red. Right. And uh, yeah,
2: that's uh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty that tough. Really, a,
3: it, really, uh, that really catches me by surprise.
2: And it's been a tough couple of weeks. There's been a lot of talk about you know, hockey safety in the wake of this, and, the, and that's what happens after a, a tragic event like the, that happened on the ice. Tell me uh, how your players reacted and how you reacted when, when the yeah. news, because it is in the league you're coaching in.
3: Well, we had just played the team on Wednesday night. Okay. My team played Nottingham in Nottingham, and they had beaten us, and uh, we blew the game. It was two-two, and we threw it, threw it away with three minutes left, and they beat us. But anyway, I guess that's irrelevant. Anyway, all I can say is um, that we were I was we were sitting here and uh, kind of following the game, uh, you know, on a Friday night, and or was it Sat no Saturday night? Pardon me. We were scheduled to play the next day, and just all of a sudden boy we found out boom this happened in in sheffield <clears throat> which is a rival uh, kind of a derby game we call it between uh, sheffield and nottingham and that you know this somebody had been s- cut open sliced across the, in the neck now that's all i heard then we followed it and uh you know, it, it was about, we had somebody that was close to it that was kind of texting us and let us know that, uh, you know, uh, Adam Johnson had passed away at around, I think around 2 o'clock in the morning, something like that. Anyway, it was, it was really, uh, it really affected us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it, did. it affected and I, me, it's... I'll
3: tell you, big, t- like, athletes like all, all me, over. Athletes all over, coaches all over,
2: fans, there. people, so, parents—you name it. I mean, it was. Uh, I was really upset.
3: I was really upset. But one of the things, my next next door to me here, um, is <clears throat> one of my captains. He played. He was like best friends with this guy. They played together at Minnesota Duluth, and they were line mates at Minnesota Duluth. And now they're playing against each other in the in the uh the league here they were and uh but uh, the league so we shut they shut down everything as you probably know right. and then you know there's been memorials outpouring from all fan hockey fans not only here uh, worldwide and but uh the whole thing it was it's been just traumatic and my you know we took a week off and It affected a lot of people, and we offered help to all our people, our guys. You know, every team has, the league has, and uh, basically uh, it's just an extremely unfortunate, sad, sad situation. And not so,
2: something that we, you know, in terms of the turn of events where this just came across literally uh, yeah. a few minutes ago. So uh, tough to put you on the spot too, but I appreciate your uh, candor and, and, and trying to explain what it was like. And I, it's not easy to segue from that um, right. because that's going to continue. And this will be a story that we'll continue to follow. That's for sure. Well, but,
1: yeah, for it, sure. It, uh, it, we will continue to follow and it. it'll continue to impact. Yeah. You and, know, and, with, well, anyways, with that recent news that you I
3: think said, when uh, they say. When they say arrested, mm. what's that mean? That's exactly. And it's uh, mean they man. took him in for questioning. Does right. that mean they took him in for questioning? That, does that mean they, I mean, what exactly does that mean? And that's
2: the biggest thing. Is still certainly uh, as, as we tape this at noon hour our time or one o'clock our time, it's uh, certainly still developing. So, uh, we yeah. will keep an eye on that. But, um, yeah. I guess is as, as we near the end of this, uh, yes. you know, I, I think Billy and I've talked a couple of times, some of the po- podcasts we've uh, recorded, we could talk for five hours. I think we could talk for yes. 10 with you and the storytelling that would probably yeah. need a few beers and some wings and, and everything else. But, uh, just a remarkable career and, and a remarkable life in, in sport and <laughs> I don't know, as I said, we've known each other for over 20 years and uh, I just continue to marvel. I think there's a book in you somewhere. Uh, Gibby's a published author. Maybe he's gonna be an autobiography oh, yeah. guy too, because I think, <laughs> I think to put your tails on pages would be uh, a tremendous uh, boost for, uh, you know, the Atlantic Canadian readers who would probably be surprised at some of the things you've done.
3: Well, you know, uh, thank you, first of all. But it's, uh, people always, I get that often people ask me if I'm going to write a book. And uh, I just think I got a lot of material. Yes, like you do. A lot of material there. And uh, I uh, there's a lot of material. And we haven't. We could talk for five, 10 hours. Yeah. Easily. Oh, well, easily. I, <laughs> know, I know I've been fascinated here
1: just by the conversation. <laughs> and I looked down at the, at the timer and we, we are creeping over the hour. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things to wrap up here, but how about a short snappers with Cooley? Yeah, the, uh, we, we uh, and uh, this, uh,
2: I didn't prepare you for this Coolie. So we do ask oh, our oh. guests. We uh, surprise our guests at the end, although, you know, words getting out, I think guests are starting yeah. to expect it, but we have uh, five unscripted questions to ask you. Okay. And uh, you can. I want uh, to tell you
3: one thing though before yeah. I go fire away. Before yeah. I hit these questions, is that okay? That's yeah, okay, absolutely. My uh just for the record, uh my Acadia Axe hockey team uh, 1993 are being inducted into the Nova Scotia Sport Hall of Fame next next week in Halifax on Friday Saturday night. Yeah. So that's a that's going to be That's a big quite thing.
2: Exciting. We have a video uh, tribute to to the lads back there. Well, are we, are you going to film anything or send a message to them?
3: Well, this is the thing. They, I'm still going to try to get there because wow. it's, uh, there it's you a go. big event. It, that like is a big it, event. You know, I'm going to try to go. I don't know if I can. I just I'm the only guy here, and right. it's not easy, right? To so we'll see. Anyway, I just want to let you know that, that right. it's, uh, those guys I talked to, we're all going to. They're scheduled to all get together. So
2: that would be some fun. Very there's nice. no doubt about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, first question: uh, okay, How many? Here we uh, go. How many Christmas cards have you received from Paul Baxter since you year in St. John, the head, the former head coach of the Flames?
3: I haven't <laughs> talked to Paul Baxter since the day that we lost to Portland Pirates in the seventh game of the Calder cup semifinals.
2: And that was it.
1: That was enough.
2: There, there's a five hour segment. Yeah, we could that, have there, there that is a five
3: too. hour segment. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah.
1: So you've got a birthday upcoming. How, how are you celebrating?
3: Well, that's very true. I have a birthday coming up. Uh, I think it falls on Monday. And uh, how am I going to celebrate? Well, there's a I live uh, across the street from where I am. There's a really nice Italian restaurant and they've got a big uh, I keep telling my wife that one of these nights I'm gonna tackle that banana split and it could be that <laughs> night <laughs> <laughs> old
2: school banana split though like with the hard olds, ice cream and everything yeah yeah
3: old school yeah. banana split wow yeah
2: yeah you can't have that soft ice cream and stuff like that that's that that's not yeah. a banana split that we grew I want up to with.
3: dig in on the actual banana split nice there, there you go
1: when you yep. retire you can pick one of the countries you've coached in uh, to spend the rest of your life in can't be yeah. Canada which one is it
3: Okay, great call. Well, I would say, uh, do I have? I had to have coached there. Okay. Well, I, Switzerland would be beautiful, but I kind of like to get on beyond the ocean. Now, when I coached in uh, uh, Poland, we went to the Croatia at the end of the year. My wife would come over. We go to Croatia for a week or two. And Croatia would be an awesome spot for me to kind of settle into. But Latvia is beautiful, too, on the ocean. So, I mean.
2: You got some choices.
3: There's lots of places. <laughs> there's lots of places. And uh, all I know is uh, Croatia was the place I visited when I was in Poland. And I think that would be a place I would want to go to.
2: I'm sure, Cooley, Aaron Kennedy was probably the best uh, play-by-play guy you dealt with, you know, in St. John. But uh, I'm sure through your career, like in the Western Professional Hockey League and things like that, you must have had some interesting conversations with broadcasters and reporters that maybe weren't quite as in touch with the game as we are up here. Is that a fair assessment?
3: (laughs) Well, I would say that's very true. And I would say that's uh, – in like – in scotland here we have a there are a lot of guys that are really interested in the game just uh, and and they speak english which helps me a lot because i can don't forget a lot of these countries i go to i'm the only guy you know they ask me and i need an interpreter all the time but as far as the uh scotland here you know they they watch the game but they don't know the game as much as we do in Canada.
2: You got a Scottish accent, can you give us one?
3: But, oh my god, I can't make them out. <laughs> I, my <laughs> wife was said to the she can make a, she can understand what the guys in England say. Right. But the Scottish uh, brogue or whatever you want to call it accent. Holy lord, it's uh, it's like I don't speak very much French. And it might as well be Greek, might as well be something else, but it's s- supposed to be English, but it's Scottish. And that's not, I'd say that in, with a lot of respect to the Scottish people, but I don't know what the hell they're saying. <laughs>
2: All right, Gibby's got the fifth and final question for you.
1: Uh, f- I just fin- shake
3: my head, yes. Uh, yes. Fifth and
1: final are the short snappers. Best Christmas gift for the hockey player on anyone's list.
3: The best Christmas gift? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the best Christmas gift that we could give a lot of players is give, get, give them a heart. Give them a heartbeat. Let's show that you really care about playing the game. You got to have a heart to play that game. You know, the guys I've seen, you know, there are a lot of guys that that play and became great players and even made it to the NHL, not because so much of their – their total basic skill is because they they combine it with a heart and if you don't have that heart you might as well in most situations you might as well forget it because that's what's going to get you there i love i love that answer that that is
2: a great answer and that can apply to uh to any sport and and in life uh whatever your profession is too well said absolutely
3: absolutely so, Absolutely. Uh,
1: so Brad, a couple things to mention here before we wrap up. Stu Soccer National Player of the Year, Josh Oaks, at the CCAA level. That's a big accomplishment.
2: That's yeah, a big accomplishment, Cooley. Uh, St. Thomas University, Tommy, uh, nice male player of the year, and uh, first time ever, I believe, for St. First, Thomas. First time so, ever for St. Thomas yeah, to have okay. a soccer national player. Congratulations there. to him, yeah. like uh, major accomplishment.
3: Uh, PG- I have a que- can I ask you guys a question? Go yeah. ahead. How about St. Thomas volleyball men's? How are they doing?
2: You're a big uh, volleyball guy, aren't you?
3: Well, not my kids both play right. volleyball. Yeah, and I coached.
2: I know that. Which year. is Mike,
3: I, Mike Eagles called me up and asked if I was interested in helping coach the men's volleyball at St. Thomas. Well, Billy That's does the play-by-play play
2: for Stu men's volleyball and women's and basketball, so he, he can really? certainly I tell do, you. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They well. are they are two and one. Uh, they uh-huh. won this past uh, this past Saturday or Sunday against Crandall. Uh, lost at UNBSJ. So UNBSJ is uh, fairly strong this year. They're they're a young uh-huh. club, but they will be a good club. Uh, they're a good club now. Right. They'll be even better by the end of the year. So uh, they are well, one of the perennial powers now in the um,
3: yes. in the circuit. Well, Bill, the year I coached, I just just for the record, is uh, and I'll say it because it's I think it's a really. It, it, I thought we, I love this. The fact, and Mike giggles would, would agree with me. We coached, we, we, the year that we did, it was the year they had suspended the program and we came, they came back. Right. So, uh, I have my son played and a bunch of all these guys that still live around Fredericton. And we added a few guys. Anyway, we finished fourth place. We finished in fourth. We won the playoffs and won go. the league championship. That's awesome. And, uh, and Mike Eagle says one of the highlights of his of his athletic career, and I would say it's one of the highlights of my coaching career. Oh, so wow, it was a great, it was a tremendous, what there, a tremendous. There's the name scene. of
2: the book there, from the ice to the court,
3: yes, Vice sir. versa. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> well, it was a brief stint. Hey, Brad, it was a brief stint on the court. <laughs> yeah, you stepped up. Um, uh, other but it thing, was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, PGA Tour of the Americas coming to Mactaquac next summer.
3: Yes.
2: Get to the Heard crack that. and see some uh, some high level golf. I don't
1: know whether there'd be any uh, any kegs, any kegs, kegs to kegs be for won, closest or to the keg, yeah, is, closest is, to the pin. Yeah, that's, yeah, uh, that's right. I might might yeah. have to put that record on the line here uh, for that. Uh, hey. the closest to the keg. That's a whole other story, uh, Tom. You'll have to listen to one of the other other broadcast uh, episodes to catch up to that story.
3: I will. I just. I also want to say, do you guys know this is golf? This is God's country for golf. Uh, it man. would Absolutely. be would be God's country for I golf. Was, I was in St. Andrews the other day.
2: And not New Brunswick.
3: Bridge, St. An- and no, <laughs> St. Andrews, Scotland. And uh, the history of that course, and I, we were on the course. I walked the bridge, the famous little bridge there nice. and all that stuff. That's uh, Anyway, this is not that I'm a golfer, much of a golfer. I've seen you golf. It's go- God's country for golfing right here. That,
1: that's, that's amazing. That's for sure. And, Brad, I've added yeah. a new section here to our podcast. All right. A uh, section that I've got just tentatively titled Corrections. So okay. Yeah. We've, we've had a few things sent <laughs> in from yeah, our viewers right. that, yep, that we've had wrong. Ah. Uh, one that the uh, the listeners just have sided with me. The uh, York Arena is decidedly in Devon, not okay. in Barker's Point. And it, that's it, it just is, being
2: a non Frederictonian. Yeah. I'm making a geographical mistake there, and they hold your feet to the fire here, Coolie. Yeah, it
1: is on Barker, that Barker that Street. Much. What's, what's, Barker the, what's Street. the mistake? Oh well, we Brad and I had a had to debate whether the York Arena was in Devon or in Barker's Point.
3: Mm. Oh, oh,
2: don't even From wade into handle. it, Cooley.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say. Uh, uh... I'd have to say Devin myself. Yeah, it's Devin, Devin's the oh,
1: yeah. correct at, answer. Look at
2: you looking that up, I'm sure, saying, yeah, Janesie doesn't know what he's doing. Here. <laughs> and and
1: yeah. a couple back to our discussion last week on on Jerry Fleming. Um, one of our yes. uh, one of our esteemed listeners says uh, it wasn't Yvonne Votor that he was climbing the glass for, it was Bob Kane.
2: I'm going to uh, investigate that a little further and because uh, I was sure it was Ivan Votor that drew the ire of Jerry Fleming. So. I Where? Have to at, at the Aiken Center during a Metro Alpine St. John Vito's game way back, and Jerry tried to tear that partition down between the benches at the AUC, and I was sure was that- he, he was going after Ivan, but uh, I think it was Billy Hunt said it was uh, Bobby Kane. So we'll have to find well, out the late Bobby was Kane. Was that
3: after Jerry's... Career with the Nova Scotia, with the Fredericton Express. No, it was before or Fredericton Canadians. Before, before, yeah. Before, yeah. Yeah. before that, they brought him
2: into play senior hockey. Yeah, and what Ivan he had with? I, he was playing with the Fredericton Metro Alpines, I think they were at the time. And Ivan okay. was uh, just back off his pro career playing with the Vitos. So I'll have to okay. check into that because I guarantee it's chronicled somewhere. Although you may not be able to get archives anymore that right, post media right, has right. taken over. Right, but uh, yeah, Very no, that is good spirited debate.
1: Yeah, and the the other one, my own memory failing me. Uh, with the yep. fight that I was remembered between Dre Fleming at the uh, AHL level when he was with the baby Habs. It appears that was Link Gates and not Rudy Poschak. <laughs> I, I did fi- find the video, and I'm pretty sure it's the fight that I'm thinking of in my head that I thought for many, many years was Rudy Poschak, Link Gates from October 1993. Give it a Google on YouTube. Uh, the best hockey fight that I've seen in see. person. Um, well, I think one. it's the one that I that I remember. Okay. Uh, and they
3: Jerry Fleming, Link Gates.
1: Jerry Fleming, Link Gates the from o- October of 1993, and I think it's Aaron Kennedy on the, uh, on, the, on, the on the call there on the play by play. Well, don't oh,
2: forget God. too, Link. Gates' draft picture. He had a black eye because he got into a brawl the Friday night before the draft when Minnesota took him, so that oh was kind of setting God. the stage for Link's uh, interesting career, Holy that's for sure.
3: Jesus. Yeah. Hey, hey, Brad. Yeah. Oops, sorry. sorry, guys. I don't mean to <laughs> cut you guys off. I just have a question.
2: Fire away. I want to
3: ask Brad if he remembers this one, because I do. Do you remember a guy, St. John Flames, he was from the West early in the season, he was a tough guy. Not a very good player. We we were playing the Saint John's Maple Leafs in Saint John in in Saint John, New Brunswick.
2: Brett Duncan.
3: And they Yes. <laughs> and you remember he grabbed that guy who had a special name, one of those a, a nickname and he grabbed the guy from Saint John and started to fight him, but then separate, his shoulder popped out. And then the guy from St. John, uh, Newfoundland, proceeded to just give him about 100 shots right <laughs> in the head. I've never pretty. seen a guy get right. so bad. That's a bad do you time. remember that?
2: Have, I do remember that. And that's a bad time to have your shoulder pop out when you're in the middle oh, of
3: a it was, <laughs> can't imagine. Oh. <laughs> no, thanks. But you named the guy, which was yep. really good. Brett Not Duncan. Bad. Yeah. Man, that was unimpressed. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Can't remember if I paid my
2: power bill, but I can remember a fight from 1995.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remember that one, and I never, oh, my God, I just, I didn't want to watch it anymore. (laughs) pretty. It was ugly. It was ugly. Anyway. Pardon me, guys. That's all right. Well,
1: that's okay. One, one more thing before we wrap up, and, yeah. uh, and uh, Coach, you can stay on the yeah. line here and, and uh, keep keep chatting as a as a, you know after we wrap nice. up. Um, new section on the website. So if you don't know if you're following along, the podcast uh, late scratches I've added a new section there. Uh, with uh, sort of what's happening this week the rundown that we did at, at the start uh, so you can go look who's playing on uh, you know Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and my my picks of the week uh, games you should catch uh, in the local area there for sure uh, if you do want uh, you know to be uh, uh, featured on there and your your <coughs> event uh, listed uh, send us an email late scratches at outlook.com late scratches at outlook.com uh, anything else before we play the ads to get us out of here
2: no I've just uh Cooly, I know we've run into each other over the years, and uh, I'm glad that you were able to. We we're able to do this. Bill hooked it up. There's more wires here, and you can shake a stick at. But uh, I'm glad you were able to spend your late afternoon in Scotland with us, and uh, I'm sure uh, nice. our listeners are going to get a giggle.
3: Yeah, and um, well, you know, it's a uh, it, a lot of things. I mean, this is. We didn't even touch the surface. No, not on, even close. You this, can't. It, you it's know?
2: impossible to do that. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, at oh, some yeah. point in time, Jamie Drewitt and I and, and uh, Kennedy will uh, get yes. up and, and maybe grab Huncy and Billy here, and we'll I'll have a beer sometime this summer.
3: Well, that would be, hey, very nice. Last, Can I say one last thing? Oh, or, of okay, course. While you, you guys are late scratches, and which reminds me, sets off a little uh, light in my head, Brad, my job, one of my little jobs when I was in St. John with the Flames, was to because Baxi didn't have the balls to do it. I had to go and tell the guy <laughs> yeah. as he came off the ice who was not going to be scratch, who was going to be scratched that night. Mm-hmm. Speaking of late scratches, you couldn't get a more later scratch
2: than after than the warm-up.
3: A guy was coming after the warm-up, and as he walked in, I was gonna, I'd go up and I'd tap them on the arm and say you're out tonight and that, that is a late scratch that, that's and exactly
1: that was- where the name came from was from that very concept and that's the stories no. that we want to tell the, you know the the stuff that people don't know when they go to the game that you dig yeah. just a little bit deeper and you find out so uh, oh. that, that's exactly where the name came from uh uh, for the podcast, so no, I, I yeah. appreciate appreciate that story. So <laughs> that's great, Cooley. Uh, we'll, we'll play the wrap up music, and and as I, I say, you can like that. Yeah, you can okay. you can stay yep. uh, stay there and, and keep chatting. Yep. I'll, I'll just uh, put you on mute for a minute. We'll play the music, and and uh, we'll be right back to you. Thanks, cool.
2: Okay,
0: guys. Okay. Regional Service Commission Eleven is now known as the Capital we Region know. Service Commission. For all your building or subdivision permits, regional transportation, social mandates, and economic development questions, visit capitalrsc.ca. That's C-A-P-I-T-A-L-R-S-C Email info at crsc.ca, call 506-453-2956, or visit our office at 860 Prospect Street in Fredericton. Late Scratches is the podcast that sports fans are talking about in the greater Fredericton area. Stories, features, and special guests are filling the gap for what's happening in your favorite sport around the region. If you want to advertise in this medium, now's your chance. You can sponsor a show or have a 15-second commercial on Late Scratches, your stop for Fredericton and area sports stories. Email latescratches at outlook.com for details.